Time is ticking down for TikTok and WeChat, or perhaps it's not. Should we care? Does it matter? George Grammis from Squire Patton Boggs walks us through it. I'm Lawrence Coletti, and this is Legal Talk Today. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. Hope you're having a great day out there, wherever you might be. Before we get to today's topic, we need to thank our sponsor, Clio, who's having an online event from October 13th to 16th. We're excited to be attending the 2020 Clio Cloud Conference. This one-of-a-kind legal tech event is taking place online and features world-class speakers like Ben Crump, Seth Godin, and Angela Duckworth. There will be interactive networking, CLE credits, and legendary social events. To learn more and to join us, go to cleocloudconference.com. And now back to our topic. Today, we're talking about the continuing saga of TikTok and WeChat. Are they going away? We're not sure. Deals are being made and injunctions are being given. It's confusing, but that's why we have our guest, George Grammis from Squire Patent Boggs. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Lawrence. I'm happy to join you. Well, George, thank you so much for joining us. You know, I found this article pretty fascinating. I've been kind of keeping loose tabs on on the evolution of TikTok and WeChat just a little bit from afar, and it seems like it uh, develops more nuance. But I guess starting from uh, back in the beginning, you know, President Trump issued a couple of executive orders, which, as I understand it, slowly ban and slowly remove TikTok from the app environment in U.S. markets. And so some of the reasons he stated were related to security and privacy. And I want to definitely ask you about those a little bit later. But just to start off, you know, what do they do? Who are they for? And then maybe if you could get into a little more detail as to why the president is so worried about them. Well, Lawrence, uh, I must confess that I don't use the apps myself, but we do have a substantial practice in China and also lawyers on the West Coast who are regularly interacting with our colleagues in China. And uh, they use WeChat routinely as a means of conducting business in China. Uh, It seems to be a norm because it has a great deal of power being able to not only communicate like you can with texts or emails, but also to share documents or even for voice over IP. And uh, TikTok is probably better known as a social media tool. Again, I don't use it. But I understand uh, why the administration has concerns about these apps. And it relates to the information collected by the apps about the users. And the administration, even going back to the Obama administration, has expressed concerns that it is a threat to national security for foreign controlled organizations to be collecting information about U.S. citizens and their location. Those concerns are are driving the policy toward these apps. You know, I'd read that these were apps with a pretty big falling, but I didn't understand to what degree until I researched for this show. So just in terms of scale, how many users or how many people have downloaded TikTok and WeChat? You know, I, I don't know any exact numbers, but I know they're widely used worldwide. Both are. And my understanding is that both have over a billion users uh, worldwide. 
that is a big deal when you uh, start uh, consolidating that much information. So I, I guess I definitely understand why governing officials in the U.S. might be a little worried about that. But uh, let's get back to President Trump's executive orders. And so, as I understand it, they're slowly phasing out WeChat and TikTok from the U.S. market. And they're doing this in a series of steps. So could you share with us what those steps are and when they're supposed to implement? Sure. Happy to. Well, let me start by saying what was originally planned, and then we can talk about where we are. Oh, sure. What was planned is that there were two executive orders, one related to TikTok and one related to ByteDance that came out concurrently. And uh, they delegated authority to the Commerce Department to promulgate rules on the use of TikTok and WeChat to protect these national security interests. The rules were published and they had intended that as of midnight on Sunday, September 20th, both apps would cease to be available for download. And then through prohibiting certain transactions, as of Monday, September 21st, the functionality of WeChat would begin to degrade over time. And the prohibitions with respect to TikTok were to begin on November uh, 12th in the same way. So that was the plan, but there have been other events that have intervened. And I definitely want to get into that, George. But before we get there, I just wanted to uh, bring in that some elements of the federal government were concerned even before these executive orders were put into place. As I understand it, the Department of Homeland Security, TSA, and some of the U.S. Armed Forces were concerned. And so they started banning these apps within their federal phones. Uh, And then I also read that the entire country of India did the same. So were you reading the same thing? I was. And I am aware that these apps are not permitted to be used on government equipment. And I did read about India. And I've also read that other countries are taking a hard look at following the example set by the United States. So where does that leave us now? Now, I understand there's been a couple of injunctions that have delayed and slowed down the process of what's going on with the gradual uh, degradation of the apps and eventually getting rid of them from the U.S. market. But there's also a deal out there that TikTok's working on that might give it some longevity. So just in terms of that, where are we in terms of the development uh, for these executive orders? Uh, well, that's a good question, Lawrence. So let's start with the uh, court actions. On September 19th, a uh, United States District Court in San Francisco issued uh, an order granting a motion for preliminary injunction with respect to the WeChat order. And then on September 27th, a uh, U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia issued a similar order. Uh, And these orders essentially block the implementation of the rules that were published by Commerce and that we discussed a few moments ago. So there's no immediate implementation of those rules. Uh, Certainly the administration has signaled its intention to appeal those orders. I expect they will, but that's gonna take time to work its way through the court system. So we're looking at probably months before we see some action on those rules. So that's the status there. Now, if we look at, you're right to bring up that there's, in essence, a separate issue with respect to 
TikTok, or maybe I should say its owner, ByteDance. ByteDance acquired a company called Musical.ly uh, a few years ago. And Musical.ly was a U.S. business that was integrated into the TikTok platform. And I think it was really after that integration that TikTok really became uh, popular as a social media tool. Uh, that transaction uh, was reviewed by the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States recently. And that committee, we call it CFIUS, found that there were national security concerns associated with that acquisition and ultimately recommended to the White House that the president order the divestiture of the TikTok business in the U.S. Originally, there was a plan or a proposal on the ByteDance side to have uh, Microsoft buy the U.S. business. Uh, that seems to have gone away, and uh, probably for reasons we don't need to cover necessarily here, didn't really address the national security concerns. And uh, now there's a proposal by Oracle and Walmart to essentially not exactly buy the business, but I think host all of the data in the U.S. on a secure server. So that's in the works, and uh, that could certainly impact the administration's view about TikTok, because uh, if an acceptable measure is worked out for uh, hosting that data, it may then be that the administration does not consider it necessary to take action with respect to TikTok. So, George, I just have one last question for you. And, uh, you know, since we're in an election cycle, some elements of governing might be a little uncertain depending on who wins the White House during this election. So if you were a betting man, what predictions would you make for these apps depending on the election results? Well, fortunately, to answer your question, I don't have to know uh, who will win the election because I don't think it will be substantially different. I understand that uh, Vice President Biden has raised concerns about the uh, access to U.S. citizen data and location information. And uh, that doesn't really surprise me. I think that, uh, as I say, this, these national security concerns were articulated even in the Obama administration. So I, I think that we'll continue to see a development of controls on foreign-controlled apps that gather information about U.S. citizens. And uh, we've now seen the, the beginnings of a regime to handle this within the Commerce Department. It's at its very early stages. We don't know precisely how it will be implemented or administered but we can see the direction it's heading. And if I were to bet, I would bet that what we have seen with TikTok and WeChat will continue, notwithstanding these court actions. Well, thank you so much for joining us, George. It was a pleasure having you on with us. It's been my pleasure. It's been nice to talk with you, Lawrence. Oh, thank you. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. It's always great to be here with you, too. That's all the time we have for this episode. This has been Legal Talk Today. I'm Lawrence Cluddy. Have a great day, everybody. 